welcome to our weekly discussion podcast. I'm Pastor Kyle. And I am Pastor Holly. And welcome to week number two of our James series. And, uh, you know, uh, we joked around a little bit on Sunday morning about how three weeks is just not nearly enough time for a series on the book of James. Uh, But, you know, we're finding ourselves kind of stuck in between uh, uh, where we've come and then up against uh, Advent, which I'm so excited for. Yes, I know. It's right around the corner. It's right around the corner. Wow. Yeah, a couple weeks. Yeah. But, but what that means is that we just have a few weeks in, in James and Pastor Holly and I are just talking about how difficult it is uh, we're to, to focus on. S- James has so much. Yeah. Uh, this last Sunday, we did kind of a 10,000 foot view. And it's really hard to say, okay, for the next couple of weeks, how can we zero down on and highlight just a few things when there's so much in the book of James? So much. I mean, we could talk about really just about every individual verse for a full week. It's just that it's that direct and that, uh, that packed in there, but we don't have that many uh, weeks for this though. Um, though we are reading through James and yeah. kind of diving deeper in our um, uh, Bible reading plan. And so that's a great way to just uh, get some more detail in there yeah. and, and hear the things that maybe you and I aren't able to uh, to share. Yeah, it's a really good one. Uh, the dis- the devotion this morning was awesome. Uh, I love being able, and then you can comment um, back and forth with people in that, and so just kind of see where people, what the Lord is speaking to people as they read through that. Uh, yes. And it's a really cool way to engage more deeply. Yes. What I love about the book of James is that it is so applicable, so relevant to um, to our lives today without even... Um, I mean, we always need the context of scripture, but James is so direct (laughs) that you can read it. You can read it even without necessarily knowing all of the cultural context, all the historical context and be like, yep, yep. yep, I know exactly what you're saying and, uh, and, and apply it very directly to your life. So it's actually, it's a great book. Um, Even if you are not all that familiar with, with the Bible or the rest of scripture, you're going to get James because it's just, it's like, here's, here's the truth laid out. Yes. Very direct. No question what he means. No question. You're absolutely right. You know, one of the other things that we were talking about, which is kind of fun, uh, after our first week last week, um, one of the things that we did was highlight, uh, as a way to draw people into the story, we highlighted the relationship between James and Jesus. James is a fascinating character to me. And uh, I love thinking about how he's he's the he's the half brother of Jesus. They yeah. grew up together, and James had this kind of slow, uh, slow acceptance of Jesus as Lord and Savior. In fact, we don't really know, but what we think that you know from the the moments that we have in Scripture that talk about Jesus's family, they didn't believe him at first, right? And so then James has this radical transformation when the risen Christ visits. James, he's James sees the risen Christ, and yeah, it's a really kind of cool thing to think about. And then I think that actually that significant transformation actually helps you in, uh, as you're reading the book of James know kind of why James is writing what he's writing. But Pastor Holly, you and I were just talking about some of the other kind of fun uh, aspects of, of of thinking about what what was life like for James and Jesus. What can we learn about the person of James and the person of Jesus? Um, in this family relationship piece. 
Yeah, because I, you know, I love thinking about the family of Jesus. We don't talk about that very often. It's sometimes hard to imagine. And the Bible doesn't give us a lot of detail. We see Jesus as a baby. We see Jesus as kind of a preteen very, very briefly. And then, and then bam, he's 30. Right. So um, we don't have a lot of information about his growing up years, but James gives us a little bit of insight into that because he was the brother of Jesus. And if you, if you have sons or if you have brothers, you know, the dynamic between brothers and um, it's just fascinating to think of, of like Jesus roughhousing with his, <laughs> yeah. with his little brother, you know, and, um, and the good natured, usually good natured, uh, you know, teasing and picking up on another. And, and it's fun to think about that. But this also led me to think about what was there as they were growing up, what, what was the parenting like in their house? Yeah. <laughs> like how does, how do you parent Jesus, right? Like talk about intimidating as a parent. I feel all the time, like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Right. And please, Lord, help me because this is like, this is a big task. How do you parent Jesus um, would be challenging. But this book of James, again, James is just on fire and he's so direct and he's, he is such a bold truth teller. In fact, we know um, that he was, uh, he was eventually martyred for uh, for his faith, for being bold with the, the truth of the gospel. So when we look at the boldness of James, and we look at the boldness of Jesus, um, how both actually were, were killed for that, um, it just led me to think about what was Mary like, <laughs> Yeah, right? Because like we have this image of Mary, the mother of Jesus and the mother of James, as this, you know, kind of timid, uh, meek, almost shy uh, person and um, and she's presented as this very gentle person. Of course, that's maybe skewing the biblical understanding of right. what gentleness means. But yeah. um, but this book was not does not sound like a man who was raised by a timid, quiet woman. Right, right. Like there is boldness here and and a directness. So it just just makes me wonder. Yeah. What's Mary like? I love that. It's it's really fun. So again, just to be clear, I mean, the scripture doesn't tell us these things. We're just we're kind no. of trying to think about what that was like, and and it's it's a fun kind of insight to think about. I love that you mentioned that because uh, you know I, I we we meet Mary when she's a young teen yeah. when the angel visits her and tell tells her that she's going to have Jesus. But I love because even in that moment, we see just really courageous boldness from Mary, where she just essentially says, okay, let's do it. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, yes. And so it's kind of a fun way to think about, yeah, what was the, what was life like growing up with Jesus and James and the others with Mary and, yeah. and, and Joseph. And cause Jesus, you had said before we started recording that Jesus is also a really, uh, straightforward truth teller. Yeah. Uh, maybe we, especially with people like the Pharisees, even his disciples, in moments, we see gentleness from him and kindness and compassion and obviously love. But Jesus was, was uh, if you think about the, the context of James and Jesus and their relationship as brothers, the family which they grew up in, they're both straightforward truth tellers. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. Don't mince words at all. I yeah. love it as well. And, uh, and and I think, yeah, just like with Jesus, we the Bible doesn't give us a lot of detail of the the. Um, uh, the family life of Mary, but we do see her being bold and courageous yeah. and saying yes to God. And then we do see her again at the cross, yep. um, right. Showing up. She just reminds me of, um, I think of, I think of the mothers in our day who have watched 
their children suffer, particularly those who have watched their children suffer in the name of of justice and just how courageous uh, those mothers are. And I think Mary uh, shows us that as well. Yeah. that was a little bit of a side a trail, side right? We get kind of fascinated by the family life of Jesus. Yeah. Um, but hey, that's but what yeah. podcasts are for because we can dive into that a little bit. It's a little different than, you know, that's the right. kind of things that, I mean, it's just fun to think about it from another angle, uh, help it us is. get into it more. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Love the freedom to yeah. <laughs> to do to take those uh, totally. those rabbit trails. So Pastor Holly, uh, you are, I'm so excited. Uh, Pastor Holly is teaching this week uh, and we're going to focus on one of the uh, really kind of, it's it's a theme throughout the book of James, uh, but we're going to focus on the the idea of what does devotion to Jesus look like? Because sometimes James is really clear about about how this works uh, and what the outcome is and uh, Maybe it it helps us take a a really good hard look at who we are and our and how the church is living out what it's supposed to be living out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and there's like you said, this is a theme throughout the book of James and really throughout the whole Bible. Yeah. But let me just read this one verse um, that really sums it up in the book of James. Again, he's super direct and succinct. So in uh, in in the first chapter of James, the last verse of the first chapter, so James one twenty seven. He says this, he says, true devotion, the kind that is pure and faultless before God, the father is this to care for orphans and widows in their difficulties and to keep the world from contaminating us. Um, Other, other versions of the Bible say uh, pure religion is this, the religion that, uh, that God, the father considers to be pure is this to care for widows and orphans in their distress. Um, and that's, I mean, there it is. There it is. Here's what God considers to be true devotion. If we want to know how do we follow God, how do we actually worship God? James says, well, what God considers true devotion, pure and faultless, is to care for orphans and widows, to care for the powerless and the marginalized uh, around us. And it's two steps, right? To care for orphans and widows and to keep the world from contaminating us. Um, so uh, yeah, I think there's, I love that, that there are two parts to that, right? Because yes. there's the, the action, the caring for widows and orphans. And I think we should also explore what this means to keep the world from contaminating us because yeah. that actually can be, um, we need to kind of talk through what is that, what yes. does that look like? But yes. um, yeah, I'm, I love the directness. Yeah. Of, James here. And it really dovetails well with uh, this other kind of major theme throughout the book of James, which we find in chapter two, uh, mm-hmm. which is the idea that faith without good deeds is dead, right? Uh, and so it's not just enough to believe that we should take care of the widows, of the orphans. It's not just enough to believe that we should not let the world corrupt us. But the the true aspect, that's the genuine aspect of that faith, is actually living that out, taking action, uh, and doing something about it. I mean, right, and even in the very beginning of chapter two, uh, James talks about the the idea of loving. What good is it if you love people who are essentially like you, and and you you kick someone out who's poor and comes into your meeting dressed, you know, in 
in rags uh, and you tell him to go sit over by the door or something like that. So he's he's got this significant concern for the way that we uh, act toward the marginalized in our societies. Yes. Yeah. And James here, uh, when he's talking about this meeting, the people who come into your meeting, he's talking about what we would think of as church meetings, right? Yeah, he's right. talking to the house churches there in the, in the first century. And um, so it seems like maybe there was already in these early years of the church, maybe already this sense of, of coming in with a certain propriety, um, with a certain level of, um, uh, I don't know, wearing, wearing your Sunday best, right? And yeah. so what happens when somebody who doesn't have their Sunday best comes in? What does that look like? And, and again, so applicable to, to our worlds today, yes. to our, uh, our churches today as well. Yeah, James just continues. I, this is really a really strong theme throughout the entire book of James. And so <laughs> I'm looking at these verses thinking, wow, I could just read the whole book. I yeah. could just read the five chapters and, and you've got it. He said it better than we probably yeah, yeah, could, yeah. could read the book of James. But he continues uh, again further down in chapter two. He just talks about you do well when you really fulfill the royal law found in scripture, which is love your neighbor as yourself. That's right. And what is this? What does it mean to have a religion, um, to follow God, to worship God? What James says is it means caring for those around you. And this is, um, as we said, it's just throughout scripture. This is what I love about, uh, this is what I love about scripture is there are these common threads woven throughout. And this is a big one. I mean, we see this idea of, caring for the oppressed, caring for the poor, starting back with, I mean, it goes way back to the law given to the Israelites and Moses in, uh, in the early books in Exodus and, and so on. And then through the prophets, um, Isaiah speaks so boldly to this, uh, in Isaiah chapter 58, where, um, where Isaiah speaks to how the people of Israel, uh, would cry out to God and say, look, Look at how religious we are. Look at our at how well we fast. Look at how well we pray. Um, look at how well we worship. We are so religious. We're so faithful. And you can see that in our religious acts. And God responds and says, is this what I meant when I said to follow me? Is this what I meant when I said to fast in my presence? No. The fast that I consider to be true, to be a real fast, is to care for uh, the poor around you. Yeah. Again, Isaiah says it in, in, with a lot more words and, uh, and very <laughs> eloquently, but this is the theme. And then Jesus himself goes on to say, when, we, uh, when you stand before me uh, and say, Lord, did we not? Did we not follow you? And he says, I, I don't even recognize you. Who are you? And they said, but Lord, it's us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Jesus will say, did you, yeah. did you visit uh, the sick? Did you visit the prisoner? Did you clothe the naked? Did you feed the hungry? These are the things yes. that constitute, as James says, true devotion. True devotion. Religion. And I love it because it brings some clarity and some simplicity to when we think about what 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 do I need to do? What kind of things? How do I live out my faith? And you know that can get pretty complicated when uh, when we're thinking about what does it mean to 
evangelize? What does it mean to yeah. uh, how how do how do I extend my faith? The living out of that beyond just Sunday mornings, beyond those organized church gatherings, and you know we we can talk about it. We're doing as a as a organized church, we're doing everything we can to try to take care of our our people, our community, uh, our our neighborhood. Uh, but what kind of actions are you taking in this direction? Because the ideas are uh, limitless. You know, you yeah. could. Uh, we've all, most of us, uh, are probably have clothes or have the means to bring our neighbors a meal or you know some kind of thing. And start like just start simple. Just literally do what James says to do. Uh, and yes. you'll start to experience, I think, just the movement of God's spirit in your own heart and opportunities opened up in these the context of these relationships to share love, joy with someone, to be able to listen. And, you know, just active listening is, is an act of love because there's so yeah. many people who just need someone to, to listen and, and that they receive love from that. I mean, all of these are significant ways to live out our faith and introduce people to Jesus. Yes, absolutely. And you really hit on something I think that's really important there. The needs of our world are great. And it is so easy for us to be overwhelmed by that, to look around and say, I I can't even make a difference. Look at how big this is. And we can feel overwhelmed and that can paralyze us. That's not the way of Jesus. We just take the next step. Just reach out to the person next to you. We all have. You talked. We talked a few weeks ago about our our crowd cloud, right? right. And how we each have this circle around us of of uh, the people we come into contact with each week. How do we reach out to the people right there? Let's start there. Mm -hmm. Those are our neighbors, um, as well as our greater community, of course. But if you are feeling paralyzed by the needs of the world, which can happen so easily yes. by watching the news. Um, just take that first step to the the, the person closest to you. Yes. Right? Let's, let's yeah. start there. Um, and as you say, God will open more doors and will bring clarity as to what our next step is. We always only have to be faithful in the next step. That's right. Uh, God will, the, the, the Bible says that God's word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. He's going to take us on the next step. We don't have to know um, the next 20. That's we just right. take the next step. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes we don't even recognize if, if we're not thinking in this way, what's the, just the simple next step. Sometimes the, the Lord has given us direction, has, you know, uh, sh- has, has has a light on our path for us and we're just missing yes. it. We're just not seeing it because maybe we're thinking, and, and this isn't bad. I know some of us think differently than that than others, but maybe we're thinking more large scale. How do we solve the world's problems? I don't know. So I'm going to not do anything. And, and, and uh, maybe we should be thinking more along the lines of, you know what? I can actually make a big difference if I do a lot of little acts, a lot mm-hmm. of little uh, touches with people. Uh, because I guarantee you, you know someone who's hurting and who is struggling. And uh, like, I'll give you an example. Um, this is this was a role reversal for me this last Sunday, which was awesome. I sometimes wonder. Okay, so you're going to get insight into to pastor life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, hold on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I pray for people a lot, especially on Sundays when we're together. Uh, 
And so sometimes, depending on the conversation, if it's appro- if it feels appropriate or they're in need, we might just pause right there and just pray. Uh, and, and I never want that to feel like a token prayer. I, I want that person to really experience and feel the Lord's nearness and that someone yeah. really cares for them and that we really are willing to do whatever is needed to help them in their particular situation. Yeah. Um, we're we're people. We don't have all the answers, but our job primarily is to direct people toward Jesus and to mm-hmm. leverage what resources we have to do what we can uh, to to serve. Uh, and so, uh, my grandfather recently passed away from uh, from COVID a couple of weeks ago, and so. We're sad about that. We're thankful for his faith in Jesus, but we're traveling to Oregon this next week to go do the memorial service. And I just had mentioned that because someone was asking about some of my schedule stuff. And so I'd, I'd mentioned that we were leaving for that purpose. And this person just paused and was like, can I pray for you? And I'm like, yeah. oh, wow. And I don't know. I just never, I guess, I guess I'm just more conditioned because I'm the pastor to, to not, for it to go the other way. Right. Yes. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. this this faithful person just prayed, uh, you know, for maybe 20, 30 seconds, and said, "Okay, thank you." She, uh, she said, "Amen," and she said, "I love you." She said, "Be thinking about you," and walked away. Wow. And I just was like, I don't know. It was so refreshing, and I was moved by God's presence. So it was a yeah. little, just a little step of faithfulness to care for me in a moment where, she, you know, maybe I'm, I'm. Uh, struggling emotionally and yeah. it meant so much to me and i the rest of that day i was just i think i felt this gratitude and 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 thankfulness for this person but also just for the lord uh providing for me in that way and so just as an example even something as small as like can i pray for you and it's a you know a just a really meaningful touch by someone that made a huge difference uh, for me in yeah. that moment I love that 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 person was was open to the prompting of the Holy Spirit and uh, and made such a difference in your life on that day. And that's just that's beautiful. Yeah. That's really beautiful. I, I think that sometimes, again, we can be overwhelmed looking at the needs around us or think that we need to have a really big uh, uh you know, vision for what we need to do. And the, and the Lord does give us uh, sometimes a, a, a clearer vision of, of, of the path forward, as you said, yeah. or of a, uh, a goal that might be some ways off uh, that we need to take steps to reach. But more often, it's the Holy Spirit prompting us in our, in our daily lives, step by step, yeah. um, now do this. Yes, uh, we we, talk, we uh, you know have, have worked with and partnered with the set free movement, and I love how they say this. They say to to live in the direction of freedom, to yeah. worship in the direction of freedom, and and I think that idea of just just move in that direction. Let's take steps in the direction of yes. God. Let's yes. make sure each step is in the direction of faithfulness, whether it feels like a giant leap or a tiny step. Just keep moving in that direction. That's right. And those faithful steps, those faithful actions, they add up. Uh, in fact, it's it's how the world has been. It, every change, every positive change we see in the world is because people are taking faithful yes. daily steps. Absolutely. And, you know, so I, I just think, I mean, we've got more stories. Last week, we had a neighbor who, uh, who we have a food bank that we have started uh, here at Crossview. has been going for uh, some time. 
And we had a neighbor who knew of another neighbor who was struggling. And uh, as I was walking down the sidewalk toward the church, this neighbor asked uh, um, for food for his neighbor. And I was like, absolutely. That is just super easy. We can do that. So later that day, I brought back uh, our, our faithful and incredible food bank volunteers, put together a couple of boxes of food, which we dropped off to the neighbor who needed it. And, you know, uh, that not only had a significant impact on the person who received the food, but the person who asked for the food for their neighbor, knowing that we could do that. And so it's just these small things that we might think they're not world changing, but you know what? They are for, for people. And so I just, as we end our time here, uh, and we, we hear James say things like, in, in verse two, uh, or sorry, chapter two, verse 14, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can any, can that kind of faith save anyone? And he's really direct. And maybe that sounds more negative than positive, but, but I just, <laughs> you know, for, for our sake, um, just see the world, hear this call to care for people, to see the world differently, to know that these little actions can make a, di- a big impact and a big difference. And the more we do it, the more effect it's going to have. And that that's a way to change the world. It really is. Pastor Holly, I'm so excited for this weekend and to hear you teach and preach on this. And so uh, if you didn't have an opportunity to listen to Pastor Holly's message, please take uh, time to, to listen to that. You can listen to it uh, in podcast form, uh, on on all the places you get your podcast, or you can go to our website and uh, and watch Pastor Holly uh, teach and preach on this. And uh, so 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 excited about it! Just want to encourage everyone: the Lord is moving and working in your life. You can make a difference. Yes, and uh, that's an amazing thing. So, yeah, go team! Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everyone. Bye. <laughs>